Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Time for banter, a sports show that discusses and debates today's and yesterday's athletes. Who's the greatest boxer? Who's the greatest football player? Who's the greatest baseball player? Let's talk about that and more going on in the sports world now on banter. Here's your host, Eli Winfrey. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Banter. So happy that you could join me today and uh, and or download the show later on to listen to. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you today, folks. It's been a busy, busy week for me. Uh, as most of you know, I have a nonprofit that I run. Um, I am also a paraprofessional substitute at a local uh, elementary school here in Washington State. And um, uh, my work is keeping me on my toes, let's just say that. Um, I'm pretty fatigued, but I am, you know, recharging as I always do on the weekend. And I'm excited to bring you uh, a terrific show today. A lot of things to talk about and discuss. And real quick, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give my opinion on the Ime Udoku uh, suspension from the Celtics. Everybody seems to have an opinion. Everybody feels some type of way about it. I saw Stephen A. Smith and Malika Andrews have a heated discussion on this topic uh, yesterday. And <clears throat> all I'm going to say about his, the, the situation is he was wrong. And it's just something that you can't do. It's something you shouldn't do. And the Celtics uh, have done their due diligence, and I'm sure they're, they're continuing to, you know, get more information as we speak. Um, and he is suspended for the for the year, and most likely, uh, in my opinion, I think he he won't be back as a Celtics coach. I just it'll be hard to see that happening. So I, I wanted to get that off my chest. I I, I don't want to go back and forth with with anyone on this. This is this is a pretty deep thing, <clears throat> and um, you know if you if you want to respond, that's great. But I would say there's so many other folks who are covering this and and um, everybody seems to have different opinions and takes on it from all different angles. So I, I would encourage you to, to maybe stick with that. But he was wrong uh, and the Celtics uh, punished him by suspending him for the full season. And now we'll see what that does to the team. And where do they go? 
from here, right? Are they going to have one of the assistants coach the entire season and then possibly look for a new coach? Time will tell. Training camp starts very soon. So kind of a setback for the Celtics. I want to talk a bit about Aaron Judge and this torrid pace that he's on. I, I got to say, first and foremost, I'm a fan of Aaron Judge. I am. I have been. People have been coming at me hard because of my take regarding him versus Barry Bonds. Now, I didn't create that narrative. I didn't. Everybody else did. And then I was asked about my opinion. And I just said, in my opinion, Barry Bonds is the best player I've ever seen. Whether you believe he did steroids or not. To me, he's the greatest hitter I've ever seen. And there are a lot of great hitters. And I'm not trying to disrespect anybody who's a fan of Babe Ruth, Tony Gwynn, Wade Boggs. But Barry Bonds was it for me. And Dale Murphy was my favorite player growing up. I was a big Dale Murphy fan. But watching Barry Bonds from beginning to the end, nothing like him. Nothing like him. But Aaron Judge is on this pace. And, and if he wins the Triple Crown, this has been, this will go down as a season for the ages. The guy's just on an absolute tear. Now, the question becomes, can he carry New York in the playoffs? He's done it all season. But when these games really count and really matter as you drive toward the World Series, can he keep this up? Because in the playoffs, he's going he's gonna to face elite pitching from beginning to end. And a lot of teams aren't going to pitch to him. So we're going to see if he can carry this into the playoffs. Now, is he a Yankee next year? I don't know. That's the question. What does he do? It's going to be a hot offseason, but he is he is on a pace. And if there was another month left in the season, I do think he catches Barry Bonds' home run, single season home run record. And I do think he passes that. Not by a lot, but I do think he passes it. He's hitting everything in sight right now. And Barry Bonds responded by saying, listen, the record is there. And you can say what you want. And these are his words. You can say what you want about me as a player. But the record is the record, and I hold the record. So Barry's watching. I don't think he's going to catch Barry, but my 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 one one of my issues with this is they're really trying to erase Barry Bonds. They really are, and if they could, they would do it. But I, I continue to say, during that era, Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, Palmero, Canseco, 
Brady Anderson, whole list of players. They were not testing for steroids. Does it make it right? I'm not saying it makes it right. I'm just saying nobody seemed to care when those records were starting to fall, when McGuire and Sosa went on that, that chase. They were supporting it. They made millions of dollars off of that. So we're trying to we're trying to erase one era of baseball and put another one, Aaron Judge, in its place to try to cover that. They're hoping he can cover it up. And I don't know if that's the right thing to do. If baseball is not going to say, okay, we're going to take McGuire, Sosa, everybody who did PDs, we're going to put an asterisk. The record, their records doesn't really, they don't, they don't count after this certain year. They're not going to do that. Then the record's the record. But Aaron Judge is, he's, man, the guy can play. He can definitely play. Let's see how long he can maintain this. The wild card races are heating up, coming down the stretch. I, I'm really, I'm pulling for, for the Mariners. I'm pulling for the Padres to get in. I would love to see those two franchises get in there and do some damage. Because neither team has anything to lose. And it feels like those teams are starting to, to to break down just a little bit. So I'm hoping that they can hang on, right? We got 11, 12 games left in the season. Neither team can afford to hit the skids right now. They got to find a way to finish strong. Because I don't think any team wants to play them in the playoffs. I really don't. And you can say what you want about the Dodgers not being scared of anybody or the Braves um, or the Astros or the Yankees. Believe me, they're nervous. Because teams like the, the Mariners and the Padres, they, they, they got nothing to lose, especially the Mariners. Nobody picked the Mariners this year to, to, to make the playoffs. Really? except for the people here in Washington State. So I'm hoping that they, 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 can, they can hang on. And they played some good, consistent ball this year. But time will tell. These next 11, 12 games, everything for those teams. The Braves and the Mets are... It's coming down to the wire for the NL East. And I think if the Braves can catch the Mets and somehow pass them before the season ends, I just don't know if the Mets come out of that wild card game. I have more confidence that the Braves can do it, but the Mets, I'm just not sure. So it's going to be real interesting this last week and a half of the season to see if the Mets can finish strong and hold off the Braves or the Braves overtake them. There's a lot going on right now. And I'm a fan of it. I love these races that come down to the wire. I really do. Arab Pujols 
reaches 700 home runs. I'm so happy for that guy. He just seems like one of the nicest guys uh, in the game. And watching him hit, he's like a machine. Once he gets going, man, it's incredible to watch. Will he retire? Or will he play another year? I think he retires. I think his goal was to get to 700. Anything after that is gravy. He's had a hell of a career. World Series champion. The guy was St. Louis for a while. And his stint in Anaheim just didn't... It didn't pan out the way... I thought it, it was going to, and I'm sure he felt the same way. You know, injuries played a part in that. But uh, he's a stand-up guy. And I wish him all the best. And whether he comes back or not, it's on him. But, man, what a career. <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit of boxing. Triple G, Canelo. Some people said it was a dud. I didn't see it that way. It was more like chess. Neither fighter really wanted to engage. Canelo kind of ran out of gas toward the end of the fight in the later rounds. Triple G was very hesitant. He didn't throw his hands in the early rounds at all. He looked very timid. But I think that's what happens when you've seen your opponent twice. What do you do? You, you've basically seen everything. So I'm not going to say that the fight was, was terrible. Boring? Maybe. It, it just depends on what you were hoping for. If you were hoping for a slugfest, <clears throat> no. Nah, you weren't going to get that. Both fighters knew that. But I thought it was, toward the later rounds, it became a bit entertaining. Triple G's got a hell of a chin. It's either that or Canelo starting to age because he couldn't get a 40-year-old out of the ring. Couldn't knock him out. <clears throat> but I've watched the fight and, you know, I thought, I just it just felt like Triple G wasn't comfortable at that weight. And as he said in his post-fight, he's going back down. He's got three belts to defend. I would love to see him fight one of the Charlo brothers. Canelo, I, I really don't know what's next for him. It seems like he doesn't want to fight uh, Benavidez, which I think he should fight. But it's always that. If you, if you notice boxing, it always happens that way. The next young lion that's ready, up and coming, the person that's on top right now, they don't want to give them that shot. So they'll duck and dodge before they ultimately do well past their prime. So then they can use it as an excuse. That's what I often see in boxing. They wait them out. In Canelo's case, he can't wait. He's trying to maintain. Now he says in his post-fight with Triple G that He'll fight anybody. 
But a month ago, he said he wasn't fighting any more Mexican fighters. Which ignited a bonfire of responses from Roy Jones Jr., Sean Porter, and other great fighters, past and present. And I have to agree with him. You want to fight the best. Benavidez is one of the best. Quit telling me he hadn't fought anybody. He's trying to fight you. Step up. Shakur Stevenson dominated. Robinson Kunsekow. I hope I said your name right. Shakur dominated him. The issue was Stevenson couldn't make weight, so they stripped him of two titles. And I, I really don't understand that. One pound. Now, I know they said, well, he had hours to, to, to lose that pound. He refused to do it, so we took, we took the belts. Make it make sense. Because that doesn't make sense to me. And a lot of these fighters, you can only go so far with your body pushing it like that. You can't drop all that weight and then the night of the, the, the night before the fight think that you're going to hydrate back up. It doesn't happen. Torturing your body. Stevens is going to move up. He said he's going to move up. And I would love to see Stevenson and Haney or Tank. The Haney fight, it'd be more like chess. It may be boring. Because both have terrific ring IQ. But against Tank, Tank's coming. He's not waiting. So I'm glad Shakur Stevenson is going to move up and challenge himself. I think all fighters should do that. Usyk talks three more fights before his retirement. And to be honest with you, I totally understand it. There's only one fight for him out there. That's Fury. I know there have been rumblings about him against Deontay Wilder if Deontay Wilder wins his fight in October. And I could see that fight going either way. Wilder is more of a puncher. Well, he is a puncher. Usyk, he has a total package, but he's a smaller fighter. But I think the fight for him is Fury. That's the fight of all fights. He wins that. You go off into the sunset. You got nothing else to prove. But I don't think he beats Fury. I think it's entertaining. I think he's explosive in some point, at some point. But I don't think he beats Fury. Fury is a boxer. He can punch. Ring IQ is very good. And I just don't think there's anybody in Fury's class right now as a heavyweight. I just don't see it at all. So I hope they get that fight made. If not the end of this year... Maybe sometime in the spring or summer. Be great. Floyd Mayweather has an exhibition match coming up tomorrow against 
Makuru Asaka Kuru. Floyd is just in it for the money. Makuru is an up-and-coming fighter. He's a fighter that is trained by Manny Pacquiao. Or he's one of Pacquiao's fighters. I saw Pacquiao at the press conference talk about the fight. Floyd is just making <laughs> tons of money doing these three-round exhibitions. Which, listen, I don't understand, but more power to him. He's all about the money. He's always been that way. And he said some things to Pacquiao about, well, you know, let's not talk about who's who, who you think the best is. You know who the best is. You fought me. I don't think Floyd's the best fighter ever. I just don't. I think that's Ali. Floyd talks a big game. I think Floyd wants, I think he wants to be Ali deep down. And I, I do think if he fights Pacquiao in his prime, both of them in their prime, I think Pacquiao beats him. But Floyd waited. And he waited. And he waited. And finally fought him. Went the distance. Pacquiao had one arm, basically. But Floyd waited him out. Floyd's still quick. I've seen his training videos. But Floyd is on that He's on that uh, other side of life where he's just all about making money now. So, it's another couple million dollars in his bank account for fighting someone nobody really knows at all. At least in this country. The fight takes place in Japan, I think. Kyler Murray, fan incident last week. You know, I, I don't go to games anymore. I, I The last game I went to, uh, my wife was pregnant, and it was a Yankee game. I went to see Derek Jeter play here in Washington State. And let me just say, like, the amount of alcohol people consume and then the amount of things that they say and attempt to do is just it's next level right now. And so I stopped going because I didn't want to feel like I was going to lose it and end up fighting somebody. Kyler Murray last week against the Las Vegas Raiders pulled off a hell of a comeback. Won the game. End zone celebration. He went over and there were fans who were giving him high fives and one fan slapped him in the face. I really think these players need to start taking hard looks at these types of celebrations with fans in the end zone, on the court, on the basketball court. Because some of these things are starting to really become disturbing. And Kyler was incensed, but he maintained his poise. He didn't really, like, act out 
in a way that looked crazy. But I'm sure this has taught him a lesson about, hey, you know what, man, I'm on the road. I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. This could be very bad. There's an uptick in, in fights after games with fans and fans. People are really, really getting hurt. And it's 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 disappointing and sad to see. We're talking about a game, not life and death. We're talking about a game where you see folks, four or five people jumping one person. Women getting hit. It's become brutal. So the NFL is investigating that. So hopefully they'll get it settled, get it figured out. But to the players, just think about it. Just celebrating the end zone. The Lambeau Leap. I've always just thought, man, boy, something bad's going to happen. Because you just don't know. I don't think you ever knew. And everybody wants their, their, their viral moment. That's what a lot of this is. Everybody wants their moment to go viral. Now, I don't know if this fan did, but it sure seemed like he's gonna, he is going to benefit from it. Maybe not in a financial way, but this story has legs and it's just continuing to grow. Now, I'm going to answer a few questions here, uh, folks, before we wrap up the show. And if you want to send me a question, please do. You can send me a question at Elijah.Winfrey at gmail.com. That's E-L-I-J-A-H dot W-I-N. F-R-E-Y at gmail.com I'll always do my very best to get these questions on the show I have tons and tons of questions and every week we go through questions and we pick out questions that we haven't had on the show and they're fun Uh, I'm not told about the questions per se uh, just that they're going to be entertaining so with that being said, continue to send them in, and let's start with Sam in Oklahoma. Sam writes, okay, Eli, I must admit that Aaron Judge is the real deal. I think he wins the triple crown. It's time for you to come over to the other side and stop bashing him. P.S. I love your show. Listen, Sam, I haven't bashed Aaron Judge. Go back and listen. I haven't bashed him. The only thing i said about Aaron Judge is... If we're comparing him to Barry Bonds, he's not there yet. He's a long way away. We need more consistency. He's having a terrific year. He's having an all-time year. If he wins the Triple Crown, amazing. I'm not taking anything away from his accomplishments. I think he's great. That's not bashing. Bashing would be, oh, he's, he, he sucks. He's terrible. I don't care about all that stuff. He's still no good. I haven't said that. I think he's a great player. But I think sometimes we live in the moment. And when we, when we have these remarkable seasons, we want, to rat, we, want, we want to right away put players into the Hall of Fame. 
after one great year. Let's see it for multiple years. Let's see if he can maintain this. And I'm not saying it's not hard to do. It is extremely hard to do. But I'm not bashing him. I like him. I root for him. I just don't think he's better than Barry Bonds. That's all. That's all this is. It's a great question, but you you guys gotta you gotta chill out a bit on saying that I'm bashing him. I'm not. I'm really not. I have no reason to. He doesn't get in trouble. He plays the game hard. He's a great player. And even if he didn't, even if he was a terrible player, I wouldn't bash him. I just wouldn't talk about him much. There's another player that plays for the Yankees that I, I don't I don't talk about. I don't bash him. I don't think he can hit. I don't think that's bashing. I'm not going to name him. You'll figure it out in the playoffs. You'll see it. <laughs> and I think you know who I'm talking about. Every now and then he hits a couple of home runs. Then he goes quiet. It's not bashing. It's just what I see. But Aaron Judge is great. He really is. Next up is Christine from New York. And Christine writes, Eli, please give me your thoughts on Deontay Wilders still saying Tyson Fury cheated to beat him. I really don't understand this guy. He got exposed and just can't box. Christine, you're exactly right. But he was exposed before that. I thought... Um, King Kong Ortiz was beating him every round when they fought the second time. And Ortiz just got caught flat-footed. They got knocked out. But up until that point, he was winning every round. Deontay Wilder, to me, is like that spoiled, petulant kid who just can't admit when they're wrong. And you lost three times. That first fight, the only reason why they gave that first fight against Tyson Fury a draw was because he knocked Tyson Fury into the next county. And I thought that Tyson Fury was done. But he got up like the Undertaker, <laughs> you know, and he finished. Mark Breland is a decorated champion, former trainer to Deontay Wilder. He threw in the towel in the second fight. He clearly saw Wilder was hurt. He wasn't adjusting. He wasn't listening. And he didn't want to get his fighter hurt. What did Wilder do? He fired him. And when he did that, it opened up a can of worms. Because Breland then said, this dude doesn't really train. I have to go through his team to get to him. Now, we know that's not how it's supposed to be. But sometimes when you when you think that your crap doesn't stink and 
you think you walk on water, you start acting that way. Is he a talented fighter? Yeah. He's got one punch knockout power. He's talented. But he's also flat-footed. He can't box. You know who he reminds me of? This is going to make you laugh. He reminds me of Ivan Drago and Rocky, what is it, Rocky IV? Where Drago just stands there with the right hand cocked as he's chasing Apollo Creed around the ring. That's Deontay Wilder. He can't box. Don't take my word for it. Just listen to some of the videos that, that Mark Breland has posted and talked about when he's asked about Deontay Wilder. Sometimes we got to get out, get out of our own way in order to be successful. We got to really humble ourselves to continue to call Tyson Fury a cheater. It's just, it's poor sportsmanship. It's a bad look on you. And it's going to be hard for you to prosper in the sport when you don't work on your weaknesses. So we'll see what's next for him. He'll probably win his fight in October. Then he'll get another big fight. And we'll see what he does. We'll see what the improvement was and is. And I'm thinking if he doesn't fight Usyk, he's probably going to fight uh, Andy Ruiz, which would be a good fight. But I think he stops Andy Ruiz because Andy Ruiz can get hit and will go down. He's a good boxer. But his defensive skills aren't the, great, aren't the greatest. But yeah, him saying that Fury cheated, I just it's it's just poor sportsmanship. You lost. Dude, you lost. Move on, grow, get better, and then come back and let's see what you look like. Great question, Christine. Outstanding. Two more questions here. Pam in Seattle. Pam writes, Eli, first of all, I really enjoy listening to your show. Thank you, Pam. My question is, my Seattle Mariners are in the wild card race, and now our star player, who's a rookie, Julio Rodriguez, is out for 10 days, maybe more, with a back issue. Do you think our chances of making the playoffs are doomed, or can we survive? I think you can survive because I think your team is is, is it's more complete than than people give you credit for. The Mariners, they can play small ball. They don't need home runs and bunches. I'll allow the Yankees. Now, is it a blow that Rodriguez is going to be out for a while? Yeah, it's a blow. But I think you could overcome that because you all play team ball. You play together. And that says a lot. And when he comes back, hopefully in time for the playoffs, you're, you're, you're ready to roll. 
because that kid is tremendous. So I'm I'm rooting for the Mariners. I'm rooting hard for you, Pam. I am. I want them to I want them to get get in the playoffs because I really think they can go pretty far. Now I know there's some listeners of the show that think otherwise, but I really think they can, and I think it's time. I do. I think it's time. And I think they're ready to take that next step in the process of building a team and growing. Now, what they do in the offseason drives me crazy. I wish they would spend a bit more. But they're coming along. And I'm, I'm so happy for the fan base here because I think they deserve that. They do. So we'll see. Hopefully he gets back and he's ready to go and and um, and they make a run. Last question. Mercedes in Miami, Florida. She writes, Eli, what is your favorite sport to play and cover? You seem to know about all sports, but I'm curious and want to know which one is your favorite and why. Um, so my first love is baseball. Baseball uh, was and is. My first love. I grew up watching it. Big Atlanta Braves fan. I watched the Braves when they were terrible. When I say terrible, I mean terrible. (laughs) They were horrible to watch. But I just, I I, I fell in love with the effort. Fell in love with Dale Murphy. And I did this on my, I think my first show. But I could name the starting lineup for the Atlanta Braves. In the outfield, it was no particular order. I can't remember. I know Dale Murphy played center field. Claudel Washington was in right. And Alvin Harper was in, I think it was Alvin Harper, but I know his last name was Harper, was in left. Chris Chambliss was at first base. Glenn Hubbard was at second. Rafael Ramirez was at short. And Bob Horner was at third. Catching was Bruce Benedict. Pitching was Phil Negro. Rick Camp was in the bullpen. I loved them. They played hard. And then through the years, David Justice and those guys joined and Chipper Jones, and it was great. Javi Lopez, it was just great. But baseball is my first love. And after that, you know, I love football. Um, I love basketball. Um, I love boxing, MMA, NASCAR. So I I love a lot of sports. But baseball for me, and I know some people, they refuse to sit through, (laughs) they say boring, a boring baseball game where it takes them forever to play. But I just love it. I can sit and watch it all day. And my goal as a kid was to become a professional baseball player, but that didn't work out. But I love the game. I really do. So that's it. Mercedes, that's it. That's a, I don't get asked that question a lot. And I'm glad that you asked that because some people just assume that I love Basketball or football or boxing, it's got to be my first love. Nope, baseball. 
Love the sport. And that about wraps it up, folks. Continue to send your questions in, and I will do my very best to get them all on the air. Uh, this has been a terrific show. And I know I said last week I was going to answer more questions and have a uh, another you know episode here or there. I'm still working on that. I'm trying to put that together. And when I do, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. Um, that is still the plan originally, to try to come on at some point. Uh, or drop an episode during the week, if possible. Um, we're going to work hard to make that happen. But thank you, as always, for continuing to download and tune in and listen uh, to the show. It really means a lot to me. And um, I'm going to continue to try to bring you the best content that I can and talk about you know, what's going on in the sporting world. It's a lot happening right now. The playoffs in baseball are about to start. The NBA is about to start up training camp. A lot of controversies going on. The NFL's in in week three. There are a lot of teams who have come out the gate in the NFL that don't look as good as advertised. Las Vegas Raiders come to mind. Tennessee Titans come to mind. So I look forward to talking about that next week. But until next week, get out in your communities and check in on your family and friends. More importantly, check in with yourself. Make sure you're good. Put a smile on someone's face. doesn't take a lot of energy to do that at all. Thank you for listening to Banter. Please be sure to download this show wherever you download your favorite podcast. Till next time, take care. Bye-bye.